Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. And I'll say it again because we're still in it. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year uh, for me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm Holly Fry. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. This week we talked about blood transfusions a whole bunch. We sure did. <laughs> One of the reasons that I wanted to cover this topic uh, and really revisit this narrative in a, a deeper sort of way is because I read I read Holly Tucker's book a while back, and I really loved it at the time and um, was looking for a way to talk about Jean-Baptiste Denis. But the other thing that came up that really propelled this up my list was that I, you know, would occasionally stumble across mentions of him and there was so much wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as we mentioned, things that are sensationalized get retold often in ways that maybe aren't as um, rigorously researched as one might normally love. And so there were aspects of his case that would come up that were just completely wrong. Like a lot of articles say that he was the King Louis XIV's doctor, which was not the case. Like, the people that were working for King Louis XIV thought he was a heretic, <laughs> like that he was this upstart. So um, all of that becomes an impulse for me. That helps drive my impulse to cover those subjects because I know no one is intending to do anything wrong with that, but it's like those kinds of little details that get shifted in the retellings of things can often change the meanings of things. Mm-hmm. And that tends to then erase all of the things all of the ideologies that were in play and in debate at the time between that older guard of physicians and scientists in Paris and people like Denis who were right or wrong in their methodology trying to propel science forward. Um, As well as, you know, that other bigger story, if you widen out the circle of focus to France and England and their conflicts at the time, ideologically and how this was part of that that one little detail changes that all around yeah um as i said i was also really uh as much as it's uncomfortable to talk about uh, some of these experiments and their um their ethics it does open the door to talk about how people viewed animals in science in a way that uh, is always important to me as much as i don't i don't love imagining things but um like I as I mentioned during the episodes, I had never really thought about that idea that animals lived purer lives and were not as tainted by the behaviors of that humans indulge in. That uh that cracked me up a lot. Cause yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. The animals are not going out and having like a drunken party at a seedy tavern, but they are licking their own behinds. Right. <laughs> right. Right, which then gets to the, uh, it opens that door again to discussing what was really considered problematic, right? Like actual germ theory filth was not as problematic as moral filth, Mm -hmm. which is just an interesting way to kind of frame any of the things that we look at from those periods of time. Uh, One thing that I didn't talk about that is also religious in nature uh, related to the work Denis was doing that is kind of follows on that idea of animals having a purity about them was that he was in some ways with some of his choices trying to gain the trust of the religious community. Um, that choice of using a lamb in that first 
transfusion with the the teenage boy was not accidental because he recognized the symbolism of the lamb as related to Jesus Christ. Oh. And being like, it is life-giving. I am just using science as a way to manifest something that we talk about all the time as important in religion, which was kind of an interesting um, way to frame that. Now that you said that, uh, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so much, so much blood talk, which I, I, I am lucky enough to not be particularly squeamish Mm -hmm. about medical stuff. I don't think I could ever do it. I could never be a doctor. Um, But the ideas of it are pretty fascinating. Like, I will watch surgeries (laughs) and find them fascinating. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. Um, I love to watch the TV show Grey's Anatomy. And uh, and my spouse does not watch the show, but is sometimes in the room with me when I have it on and has this uncanny av- ability to look at the screen exactly when somebody is, like, arm deep into an abdomen. And <laughs> he's so horrified every time. Aww. Yeah, I also could not be a doctor because I cannot, I cannot deal with the vomit. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I we didn't go into the descriptions, but I will say some of the descriptions of, like, the scenes where these things are taking place by the time they are over, as much as I don't think of myself as squeamish about blood at all, those were a little, like, I don't know how you would stand there and not just, like, yeah, uh, uh, have a break with uh, reality, lose your mind or lunch. Like, yeah. <laughs> There are, uh, you know, certainly some. Yeah. When, whenever I'm getting a physical and, you know, I'm I'm at the phlebotomist station getting my blood drawn, I'm always watching because I'm fascinated. Me and too. Sometimes it kind of freaks out the person who's doing it. Like, are you okay? Yes, I'm totally fine. But that's also a way more controlled, less chaotic situation than the ones that we described in the episode. Oh, it's spa-like by comparison, (laughs) right? Right? I mean, um, the thing to think about, too, and I didn't mention it here, but we have talked about the development of it on the show before, is that anesthesia was not in the mix. Mm -hmm. So no one was getting any assistance in that regard, unless you count the dog that was given wine after the procedure, Mm -hmm. which still is like... Oh, man, why (laughs) would you do that? Uh, That's another thing, though, too, right? We talked about these instances where people were crowding around and watching these things being done, which also seems a bit ghoulish. And culturally, there was a a comfort with that kind of gore, for lack of a, a better word, than we have today. But the more overriding thing was, I think, that they thought, like, I might be witnessing, like, a turning point in history. I might be part of something huge in this moment. Or Uh something might go terribly wrong, and I will get to watch that, too. Right. I don't think those are necessarily two different things. Sure, sure. People can feel both of those (laughs) I will either get to be part of medical history or I will be entertained by something kind of gross, which has its own appeal for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, knowing just a minimum of facts about blood transfusion that we know now, uh, the first time I read through 
this outline, uh, especially in part one, every time it got to another dog transfusion, I was like, this is the one where it's going to go wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's also worth noting, right? Denis mostly was pretty successful, Um, which is why he really thought, like, you guys are kneecapping the development of important science with these rulings. I'm showing you that this can be done and that it can work. Mm -hmm. Now, there are lots of other questions about that, right? Like, questions always come up about, okay, but exactly how much blood were they actually transfusing? It may have often been less than they thought, right? We didn't have anticoagulants at the time, so things would get very slow almost instantly. So those numbers of ounces that are transferred are kind of guesswork. Um. On the one hand, he clearly had uh, a bit of the showboater in him. Like, he completely welcomed even the detractors because he definitely came from the school of um, any publicity is good publicity. But he also did seem pretty driven to actually, like, make progress. Sure. Uh, which is, you know, those are also sometimes hard to hold those two ideas in one's mind about a person because we tend to want to make them good guys or bad guys, (laughs) (laughs) which we learn every week is not realistic uh, because that's not how humans work. Anyway, here at the beginning of 2021, I hope no one needs a transfusion, but if you do, I'm glad we have figured it out. Mm. Oh, on that happy note. (laughs) We hope you have a marvelous weekend. Uh, If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on the iHeartRadio app at Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 